Race Week again on Speed Street. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Joey Molinero, Connor Daly. How are we feeling, CD? Well, I am a little upset that Marshall Pruitt doesn't know how to pronounce our podcast. As we <laughs> discovered last night on Twitter Spaces, he says it's uh, street meat, uh-huh. which I think is actually just a nice delicacy in uh, Austin, Texas. I feel like they have a lot of great uh, mm-hmm. street food uh, stuff. Is that right? Big Austin, Texas street food guy. Sure. Yeah, never been there, but I believe it. Um, you know who uh, the best <laughs> the best street meat I ever had, Connor? Oh, tell me about it. Was in uh, <laughs> was in Nashville. Oh. Uh, certainly not Vegas. Want to stay no. away from the street meat in Vegas? Yeah, that's a different translation. Uh, probably New York City as well. But uh, yeah. street meat in, in, in uh, Nashville, actually. Not when I was down there for the inaugural IndyCar race last year, but when I was down there for the Music City Bowl right before New Year's. Oh yes, me. And and two of me and my wife's pals, so us four were there. We were walking, starving, late night, trying to go bar, bar to bar. And then there was this hot dog stand that just, it was literally, it was Street like, meat. you know, you, you look and it was like a mirage and all of a sudden it just was shining. It was like there, that's the place we're going to go get some food. And dude, it was, it was one of the best damn meats I ever had. <laughs> Certainly the best street meat I ever had. You know what? Sometimes those things late at night will make you the happiest person at the time that you've ever been. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've been there before. We've we've all been men of the streets and just out here needing some late night foods. Sounds Sometimes like, you have diabetes and you know what? I need food. <laughs> Sounds like you might have been that way this past weekend. Our good friend Marco Andretti. Uh, no. We we're not eating meat on the we're streets. We're not eating meat sure. on the streets. Okay, that's fine. But you were down in Miami having good time with some pals. Yes. Celebrating. Well, we celebrate the life of Marco Andretti for sure. Sure. It was, uh, it was an incredible weekend uh, and really just a busy week. We had, I was only home for uh, maybe like 12 hours since like the last 10, 11 days. So one of the main uh, reasons we didn't get in yes. an episode last week is obviously I've got stuff going on. Connor has a lot of stuff going on with travel. And so we were just like, you know what? Let's let the man get some rest. <laughs> well, honestly, like I would have done it, but I just never had time. I was on a plane every single day. No, I know. From like last Sunday until Saturday, a couple days ago. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was a crazy cause we were supposed to test in Texas on the Monday. Mm-hmm. It was too cold. So we got down there. Everyone was ready to go testing. We're like, Hey, we're all excited. It's 35 degrees. Mm. So we had to postpone that test until the Thursday, which was the right move. I'm glad the the upper echelon bosses did make that decision. Uh, it was supposed to be Ganassi, Penske, and us. Ganassi then pulled out, and it was just Penske and us. And I am very, 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 very glad that we did get that test in because I feel much, much more confident and strong about this race now than let's say the other 20 folks that, you know, might need to have a, you know, a lot of work to do in session one. At Texas. Sure. So yeah. it was, uh, it was, a, and we also had two simulator days last week too. So we went test, didn't test back to Indy for six hours, back to Charlotte for the sim, sim day, Charlotte to Dallas, Dallas back to Charlotte after the test. And then Charlotte to Fort Lauderdale for said Marco's 35th birthday. Well, there you go. For those of you out there who, you know, your <laughs> dad, your your little girl or little boy, whatever, wondering what's it like, what's it going to be like to be an IndyCar driver one day? You, yeah. just, you just heard a week in the life of an I, IndyCar driver. And it's driver. great. Yeah. You know, I, I actually found this person that I had to block on the Twitter because I tweeted that. I said, wow, I had uh, seven flights in like six days. Or like It was like, I was like, that's wild. I can't wait to just maybe go to bed. And he's like, you know what? You could be working at McDonald's. Stop complaining, you mm. loser. And and I was like, I, that I, that wasn't a complaint. <laughs> I was just I feel like what the Twitter is for is interacting with humans, and that's what I was doing. I was interacting and letting the people know what was going on this week. You gotta love, uh, you know, the people. That, so he's dead uh, to us now. <laughs> sure. Yeah. See, he, he, you go with the mute. Yeah. That's key. No. 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 Block. I, 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 uh, I've had my the gate. I've had my fair share of blocks, but um, I mean, for a while there, I was I was Dikembe Mutombo <laughs> on there. <laughs> I was blocking MFs like it was yeah. my job. Uh, but then you go mute, and then it's like they have no idea, and they're just screaming into vast nothingness, and that's even more funny because oh, when you block them, then they're like they're people. at a bar and they're like, yeah, you Connor Daly, what? Oh, he he 
blocked me on Twitter, right? They like think that's yep. some like badge of honor for some reason. But if they're muted, they got no idea. They still think <laughs> so. It's like you're not even letting them get to you. Just, yeah. just my two cents. Nope. I like excommunicating like people. Yeah. I like the SWAT to us. hard axe down yeah. on them. <laughs> you don't even exist anymore. That's true. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, man, I was really bummed that I didn't get to make it down there um, to, to celebrate with Marco. I'm literally, I'm watching the IU game on Saturday. And uh, I'm with I'm home with friends in India. It's a yep, great yep. time. Shout out to the dugout and uh, Found Square, one oh, of my favorite dugout. bars. So good every time. Um, but we're watching there, and, and then I refresh my Instagram and I see uh, a photo of you, Marco Andretti, and Young Jeezy, and I'm like, my God! No offense to the dugout, but I could be down there hanging out with my boys and freaking Young Jeezy. Oh, and uh, incredible I miss man, out. by the way, him yeah. and his wife and their little baby. I mean. Incredible people. Did you get to hang with Ludacris? I saw he was down there a yeah, little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Let me God. tell you. I, I I have met. I've been very fortunate to meet Mr. Chris before Ludacris. <laughs> and I, I tell you what. That guy, you think he, you know, there's a lot of talk about family in the Fast and the Furious films. Yeah. We obviously uh-huh. know that. Uh-huh. That guy's got the biggest heart, I think, of anyone that I've ever met. He gave this inspirational speech and toast for Marco's birthday wow, on to, Sunday. To have heard that. I kid you not, I started shedding a tear. It was, it was like, it was something that you obviously know that people that famous are always looked upon in a wild way, right? Yeah. But, man, this guy, it was just, you know, there's probably like 15, 20 of us there, just friends and family of Marco's, you know what I mean? And he was just dropping some lines that are just, uh, they went straight to your heart. And I was like, hey, I love this guy. This guy loves Marco, and we all love Marco here. And that was, there was like, I mean, just some incredibly emotional messages being described there. And that's what it's all about, celebrating your 35th birthday. Look at you. You're, ah. in, a, you're in a love triangle with Ludacris, Marco. <laughs> Jeezy so was not there at that time. Not in the love triangle. No. So there you go. The street but, meets. Man, the meets all in the triangle together. I don't know? know what it was, but I I would have I would have jumped through a brick wall for Ludacris right then and there. Did I he rhyme I everything? No, but his voice sounds so cool. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean. All-time voice. <laughs> It's incredible. People don't talk about, you know, the question, a lot of people are like, who would narrate a movie of your life? And a lot of people are like, uh, uh, you know, Morgan Freeman or, um, you know, James Earl Jones. <laughs> yeah. Not enough people will talk about Ludacris. Oh. The man would be phenomenal. I mean, the way, yeah, it, it, it was one of those things that, again, we had had a couple Tito's sodas maybe sure. that day, maybe some White Claws. They probably did. You, you know, were just were, there. You were having – Yeah, we, yeah. there might have been some of those things consumed, so the emotions were at an all-time high, right? Mm-hmm. I had a little back sunburn, no big deal. <laughs> uh, and I – but it was just one of those things that was something I will never forget, but it also just goes to show what level of human that Marco is. I think, oh, again, yeah. respectful guy. We got to love what he you know is about. Uh-huh. He wants to be down there celebrating with everyone. And we was like, you know, we're talking dinners for 20 every night. And yeah. It was just like absurd. Oh, yeah. And but that's what it's all about. So the, get the people there. The South Beach sun, not good for, for the <laughs> Irish lad, huh? Not we'll, good on we'll the skin. Crispy on the back. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. All right. But we you know, what's funny is we were down uh, with Mr. Jeezy at the beach. Mr. Jeezy, Mr. Right? Chris, Mr. Jeezy, as one does on Saturday. And it, it a storm started to brew up on the beach. We were mm-hmm. in Fort Lauderdale. And I kid you not, I I've never been a part of a hurricane. I thought this was this is what it was like. All of a sudden, the winds start picking up, and there's sand tornadoes on the beach, and people are running. I can't see, and I still have sand in my eyes to this moment of like, there's I, we took shelter in this nearby restaurant. Oh my goodness! AKA Jeezy just told the restaurant that we were taking this entire table for twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were very upset at the time. Uh, but I poured an entire shoe's worth of sand out in this restaurant. Like I felt really bad about it, but we were all just taking shelter. It was crazy. Florida can get wild down there in the streets. The weather is wild down in Florida. One day it's one minute it's tropical. Five minutes later, am I going to die? Yeah. I I, I actually was concerned running through the streets with no shoes on and I'm, it was wild. You know that Ludacris is a really, really good dude when James Hinchcliffe sings his praises of how good of a exactly. dude that Ludacris is. Yes. So there you go. Yeah. That's- it was quite a weekend of, of just interesting interactions. Um, and I, uh, you know, I got pitched on owning a p- part of a tequila company, which don't know if that's going to happen, but at some point in the night, you think that sounds incredible. Oh, I'm sure. like, mm-hmm. absolutely. I want to own a percentage of this tequila company. Yeah. 
But I'm not, not an investor yet, but I might be in the future. So, yeah, there was a lot going on, a lot of business chatter, a lot of uh, just wonderful times. Hey, man, you own an internet moose and potentially oh. part of a tequila company. I mean, the future is yours. Yeah. <laughs> Are we investors? This is great. (laughs) Do we think you would have been sold on this thing too? If you're down there, I can see you just being like, you know what? Yep, I'm locked in. Yeah, my wife probably would have filed for divorce (laughs) if we would have both been down there together. See, I think she would have been in a great spot too. She would have had a great time. Maybe she would have also been a, well, you guys, what's yours is hers or whatever that is, right? That's that's in those things that you guys say. The The vows. Yeah. Yeah. Vows at Ash Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, vows on Ash Wednesday. They say what's hers is ours or yours is hers. Which, by the way, so many people have approached me like, I cannot believe that your co-host has not ever been familiar with Ash Wednesday. And I said, yeah, same here. Yeah. I'm glad I could have taught you about it, you know. I did learn something, yeah. Good. I did learn something. Speaking of our pal Marco Andretti, uh, today it just broke uh, that he is going to be back in SRX. Oh, I, I six races. That, okay, I saw the sponsor. I didn't know that. Oh, he was. I think it was the sponsor. Was I think sponsor. he was always going to do it, or maybe not. Maybe it is the announcement. I know he was going to do it. I don't know if before if today it was, it was all six so races. The boys knew. Yeah, but the sponsor is official, and it's official Fram. that he's doing all of the races. Yes. So that's good. Marco back in there. It's great. The SRX is slowly rolling out some cool announcements. I think that's they're doing things right. Uh. And it's going to be so cool to watch. I can't. But it is weird how, like, we have to wait so long for SRX. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sad. You I know. know what I mean? It is. I wish. But, again, that's what they go for, right? Sure. Just knock it out right in the middle of the summer when everyone's having a great time. Weekend, 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 weekend. Boom. And then, all right. Primetime Saturday. Primetime Saturday nights. Getting the stars out there. Stars in the streets. What more can you want, man? There was uh, a lot of stars on the track on Sunday in Phoenix, too. Oh. I don't know how much you caught of this. I think I you, you caught what, a good amount because you were following it. Go ahead. The Speed Street bump, I think. Noah Gregson. Dude. <laughs> I mean, ever since I he's mean, been on our program, Gregson. He's not finished worse than second. <laughs> Is that our guy? Can we? Can I think we, he's at the Speed Street bump. Speed Street bump there, but we need to start promoting that to the rest of yes. these drivers. Hey, ever since Gregson came on, freaking checker, second. About, we, we talked to Chase. He's our guy, too. Briscoe. Yes. One on Sunday. And one on Sunday. That was tremendous, man. I mean, so happy oh. for Chase. Such a great job by him and and I mean, that restart. Stuart Haas. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who, yeah, Stuart Haas, the, 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 the pit crew, but I mean, that restart where, I mean, you were really like, ah, God, that caution really could have screwed me. And you knew that he had to beeline it and beat everybody. And he did it, man. He did it beautifully. I'm not going to lie. I, I was, um, I had had a, a couple Tito's sodas with limes. Nice. And when I had tuned into my phone to watch Chase win that race, mm. I was very emotional. Yeah. I was, sh- I actually tried to FaceTime him with Ludacris <laughs> to celebrate but I believe he was busy uh, in Victory Lane. Uh, and that's the first I, time that Ludacris has ever been denied yeah. uh, FaceTime. <laughs> it's absurd. <laughs> but I was like, I was tweeting, and usually you got to stay away from the internet when you've had a couple of those beverages. Sure. But I was just celebrating. I was having a great time. I was happy for Chase. I texted him eight times, yep. and he responded at 4.18 in the morning. <laughs> So I Gotta don't know what was it. going on. Which, I mean, if you're still on the West Coast, it's only 118 there exactly. time. Exactly. So. so he was Man, just. not bad. He, yeah, and he doesn't drink either. So he was probably having a couple cold sprites. I don't know. Maybe whatever you have if you're celebrating uh, a victory as a non, uh, non-alcoholic non beverage consumer. Yeah. The the story of, you know, he, he, he talked about it post-race. I mean, it's been blasted out there how. He was sleeping on couches, man. He was working in Great shops, story. just trying to get his shot. And then, and then here, you know, here he is. And the, the Indiana boy racing for his Indiana icon hero, Tony Stewart. I mean, movie stuff. Movie Everything stuff. about it was the right thing for NASCAR, I think, right at, at, at that point. Cause yeah. like, and he has been running so well, too. Like, if you watch every race, sure. I mean, he's been wrecked out of a couple different scenarios, but the guy Qualifying has been in at the least. fight. He's been, yeah. Yeah. The guy has been in the fight and. That's awesome, and and you got to think of his teammates too. Very talented teammates, and he's been the he's been the guy at Stewart Haas. Like you've got Kevin Harvick there, who is obviously, I mean, yep, a complete legend, and to to be to be the guy at Stewart Haas right now is is pretty impressive, and that's and I think that's going to be great for his future. He's got his stock has to be at 
buy, 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 buy right now because it's going to go straight to the moon. And that's, hey, exactly what I did on Sunday. So I opened, <laughs> up, I opened up my mobile gambling oh, app of choice. Oh, oh, oh. All right. I could, yeah, I'm not allowed to. Right. We don't bet on sports. But I do. So, you, you, <laughs> well, you don't bet on racing. Yeah. I bet on everything. But yep. so I look at it and I, and I, you know, I have my wife right there and, and I, I like to get her a little bit involved, right? Make her feel like she's got some skin in the game too. So I say, hey, Brian, who are we betting on today? For this, oh, for this NASCAR race. I love the emotion here. She looks at it and she just, you know, she says, Kyle Larson. And I'm like, okay, fantastic. That's you know, this is fair. two hours before the race or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, totally fair. Plus 450, odds on favorite. I'll, I'll do it. Throw some down on old uh, five. But then I do, I, and I've texted a few of my buddies about it. Probably you too. I do a weekly Briscoe bet. Oh. I bet on Chase Briscoe at some point. Every single every single race so far, I had thrown down on my boy Chase Briscoe because he always I has been that. qualifying well. He's running well. I'm like, he's going to come through, and he's getting crazy, stupid odds. Yeah. I got Chase Briscoe at plus 5,000, rolling off the grid sixth, I think, fifth or yeah. sixth on Sunday. Uh, yeah, plus 5,000, cashes it. Cashes it. So... Can you tell? Can you inform the people? Uh, was this a ten dollars little sprinkle? What would you say? Was it, it was a, between was it a good win? It was a good win. I mean, plus five thousand. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's got to be a, I, plus, I, a little that's sprinkle. That's the story you tell for ten years. Exactly. I, mean, that's, I love that. And stuff. so, not only was I happy for our friend uh, because he's my favorite NASCAR driver, and you know, you you know him, we're buddies. We got to get him on the pod. We do, yeah. but I'll call him right now. Then, <laughs> um, then not only was I happy for that front, on that front, but also bank account, boom. Set me up for March Madness. Thank you, Chase. So the, the TV broadcast had mentioned that um, Rusty Rush, the Rush Truck Center's sponsor of mm-hmm. Seward Haas Racing, had placed a sizable bet on Chase the Ooh. night before. <laughs> and I won't lie, we did FaceTime Rusty Rush on Saturday night. This is before Chase sure. won on Sunday. Uh-huh. And the man had a considerable amount of cash in his hands. And I'm not sure if that's the sizable bet he put on Chase, but... He's doing well, and after this weekend, I can only assume he's in a wonderful mood. And I love Rusty Rush. That guy's an incredible man, and he is a great sponsor of that team. Is that a real name? Yes. and That I, can't be his real name. Oh, no. It's incredible. This guy is the most passionate motor racing fan I think I've ever seen in my life, and I love it. That's great. Good for him. So yeah. he won big. I won big. And, I mean, so far in NASCAR, we have Austin Sindrick winning the Daytona 500. Chase Briscoe picking up his first cup win. I mean, yeah. You got a lot going on. You got a lot, you know, and this is all without Chase Elliott hasn't won. Uh, Kyle Busch hasn't won. I know. I it, mean. I, I, it's exciting. I mean, this is the season that we were hoping for in NASCAR. We were yeah. hoping for a little bit of spice it up with the uh, variability of the new car. I mean, uh, even, even uh, every, every, all the races have been great though so far. I mean, even the Xfinity race, seeing our boy Noah win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that guy's on a, on fire. He's doing great. Jeez, absolutely. I mean, on fire, burning Just tires down on the racetrack. It's important. He's tweeting about grittying on the, on uh, the I mean, start you finish line. Respect that type of grind though. I mean, the guy's out here putting <laughs> yeah. the, putting away the points in the bank. Yeah, and now he's getting dubs. So I think NASCAR is having a great start to their season. I think there's a lot of cool stuff going on, which is great. And, you know, right back into it, Atlanta this weekend. And we're racing, of course, this weekend, too. Yeah, man. So let's Thank the good Lord Jesus. Yeah, let's get to that. We, uh, we've had a couple weeks off since St. Pete. Um, and it kind of feels like it honestly feels like a year ago, like just because yeah. there's been so much going on with basketball, with NASCAR. Um, but, but IndyCar is back this week, heading down to Texas. Yes. Uh, Scotty McLaughlin, our, our boy is the, only, the first winner of the year in IndyCar. Hopefully his back and his head is recovered from the break dancing he did off, <laughs> oh, the, oh man. off the back of his ride after He's that He's had a one. good couple weeks. We know that. Good couple weeks. Um, so going into Texas this week, you mentioned testing. And we're talking about it on Twitter spaces. I've seen a lot of things on Twitter. What is it about Texas? Why is Texas? I mean, I feel like I'm kind of concerned going into this race. Are you concerned? What is what is the big the big haps with uh, Texas Motor Speedway that has well, everybody up in arms? Well, obviously, we uh, there weren't a ton of people in the Twitter spaces last night, but it was it was it, it definitely got you in the conversation there about the Texas yeah. uh, uh, lifestyle. Um, but yeah, the, the race last year, I mean, there's no doubt about it. It was terrible. Uh, like we're, and, and the problem with a lot of our fans is we were so used to the early two thousands, like late nineties, like 2008s, tens, elevens, when like we could be 
two, three wide, six rows deep at Texas, like flat out on the bottom. Every finish is a photo finish. You know, mm -hmm. we're setting records for closest finishes ever in history of IndyCar. I mean, even 2016, we had an incredible Hinch and Graham Rahal finish at the line. Yeah. You know, just a nose hair's worth separating them, right? And I mean, those races are awesome. But sadly now with the the surface, the, the stuff that has been applied on the surface that NASCAR has done to the track. What stuff? Know, what are, it's what are, called PJ1. It's it's for the, the – I don't know how it works with the NASCAR tires, but it's supposed to grip up the top side for them. So we're – you know, we run the bottom line. You try to start up high, go to the bottom. That's where the grip is and then come out to the exit. Whereas like they want to try to create a two- and three-lane racetrack and help assist those lanes in getting grip. Hmm. It does not work with us. It does not work for our tire. It does not work at all. And I don't even know if it works for NASCAR anymore. But the problem is it's a chemical compound. So you, when you put it on the track, it's hard to get it off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so those chemicals can be a, yeah. a real doozy. Real I tell son you. of a snake. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it, it's down there and, and it creates, you know, if you go offline at Texas, it's like you go in the water. Or like you, you go from 229 miles an hour entering the corner, you go half a lane up and you cannot turn at all. So you're, you're like hydroplaning essentially. Essentially. So it's, it's, it's a real challenge last year. You know, it was, it was a, you know, it's a real, it was a real tough race, you know, not a lot of passing. Cause again, at Texas to make moves, you got to be able to go up high. You got to be able to use a bit of the track. But when that track has no grip, you're stuck where you're at. doesn't matter if you're the fastest person on the track. Yeah. It's hard to make passes. So IndyCar has given us more downforce this year to try to help us gain grip, help us run a little bit closer, help us generate some of those runs. Mm -hmm. And I just don't know if it's enough. And and that that is the sad part because, like, we, we were at the test. And, again, the speeds of the test were great, like – the the tire that firestone has brought the cars themselves right now are quick i mean we were you know we were second quick average of 220.2 like 220.2 at texas is a, is that's that's hauling the mail we're yeah, we're, yeah. we're uh you know we're overnight express delivery like <laughs> it's 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 moving mm -hmm. um and and you know we can be we can be flat out like by ourselves like which is you know we haven't haven't been flat out of texas in a long time um so there is a lot that the series is trying to do, and I, gosh, I really hope that once we get that, the 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 thing that's going to have to happen is there's 27 cars racing this weekend. Yeah, that's a lot a of lot. vehicles. Yeah, and so when you start getting everyone out there and things do start mixing up a little bit, you know, the first practice is going to be absolutely balls to the wall. People are trying to be doing qual sims, but then other people are trying to do race sims. It's going to be a complete mess. But you got to hope that in that mess. People start moving a little bit higher. Maybe there's a little bit of let's let's move the grip just slightly up. And IndyCar is, you know, potentially looking at a 30-minute session where they just force everyone to drive in lane two, which I don't know mm. if they, they can actually do that. Um, I where mean, would I'm this in. be? That, that's just a practice session where they'd say, hey, only here? Yeah, like you basically go put cones on lane one and you're like, nope, can't go down there. Oh, wow. Which I, again, I don't think that's possible. Um, because again, what if someone crashes, who's going to pay for that? Right. Like who's yeah. going to like, because you know, Will Power crashed right behind me at the test last week because he just got a little bit high, got in up behind us, me and Renus and pushed up a little bit, got in that dirty little crap on the track and hit the wall. Yeah. So, I, I saw Matt Archuleta come back yeah. to you and was like the, the black is lava on, yeah. on, on the top of the track. Mm -hmm. You were like, yeah, pretty much. So does this, yeah. I mean, qualifying is always important right but with this track and the conditions of it does that mean now because of what you said that that qualifying just even Very more important. of an onus in texas yeah. this week because not a lot of moving going on i mean i'm i am optimistic i am i, I think there is going to be more space to be used and with the downforce and the conditions are looking okay like it's not going to be wildly hot um but yeah i mean when when it comes down to it the downforce makes everyone go faster so everyone might be closer together, but that also means that, you know, if I, I, I don't know. I, I was surprised by the speed that we had at the test, which is good. Mm -hmm. And I'm very glad that we did the test because, you know, we were able to run some qualifying simulations. We were able to run how we were, are going to qualify on this weekend. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how anyone else is going to be able to do 
a clean Q sim on practice day on Friday because or Saturday because there's 27 cars on track. Like a mile and a half oval is not that like 27 cars at Indy, like for the 500, you can space them out, but 27 cars, you know, and and a lot of rookies too at Texas being a rookie at Texas is real tough. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm excited for the weekend because I like to thrive in chaos and I think it's going to be a little chaotic and gosh, if we qualify that sucker in a top 10, it'll be just been a, a much nicer night than or afternoon or early morning, whatever our race time. It's like 1145 in the day on yeah. on Sunday um, central time. But yeah, that, I, I yeah. really hope the track widens out. I'm not sure if it will, um, but we're going to be optimistic and hope that it does. That's all you can do, man. Be optimistic. Yes. I think on the starts and restarts, you're going to be able to run too wide for a little bit, but once the track gets a little marbly, um, then then I have more questions. So I I, I don't know. There, there's a lot of things in the air, but boy, I'm just happy we got to test. And tell you what, being flat out of Texas is a wild. It's a wild feeling. Renus had bl- a bunch of blood vessels that were popping on the right side so of his body because of uh, G-force load, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a real battle. Was that Renus too? That had the blisters on his hand. Who was that? No, that was Callum Mylot and Kyle Kirkwood. There it is. The rooks. Nice. The old rookie blisters. That'll um, happen. How do we feel about, uh, you know, the full day, two practice sessions and qualifying? I mean, Saturday, we can't kick that out to Friday? Well, What's going no, on? I mean, over weekends are all all two days now, uh, apart from Indy. Anytime you we go there, we try to, you know, condense the schedule, keep the costs down, keep the running down, make sure that everyone's not thrashing like crazy. Man, that, I mean, that just seems like a lot. I mean, it's cool. No, like, it is. I'll, well, I'll gladly watch it, but it for is you guys. Lot. It is a lot. But the, you know, the, the thing about that is – it just keeps the schedule a little bit easier on the teams, right? Like, is it a thrash that day? Yes, absolutely. It's a thrash, mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's something that keeps the travel down, keeps the days slightly more consolidated. You okay. Know? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, all right. So Texas this weekend, you're feeling good because you got the test in. Yes. And we got Ed. Ed's coming back. We got this is Ed Carpenter is now a driver again which is so we're going we're going three wide just for ecr left, this week just left the race shop before i came here and ed carpenter was sitting in the car and i'm it. not gonna lie his car looks pretty cool it <laughs> hasn't been released yet but i, I it's a good looking wagon awesome it's a good looking wa- it, it's not gonna be what you expect it to look like i promise you that love it yeah good deal well so we, ed's gonna be back we got three cars. Um, I, I think that will be. I don't remember. I want. I, I would love to get a historical fact on when the last time Ed Carpenter Racing ran three cars other than Indianapolis. I would love to know if that's a thing. I don't know if I can Google that or not. But if anyone wants to tweet us when they're listening, let us know if Ed Carpenter has run three cars anywhere else other than Indy in a while. Yeah. And also, uh, while you're at it with that, at Speed Street Pond, both on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Now, give us a follow, and I'm going to say this, okay? Um, If there's anybody out there who listens, who's a follower of ours, follower of this show, who has a little bit extra time on their hands, wants to hang with an IndyCar driver, myself, maybe have some cool perks along the way come the month of May. Oh. Not going to make any promises on, you know, a certain amount of pay or anything, but maybe to a younger audience, anybody who has some cool ideas or experience for those accounts. Um, I know that me and Connor are both really busy to not only do this show, Connor's driving, I'm doing my stuff with my career. It's a, it's a tough balance. What I'm saying is if you want to get involved with Speed Street, Send me or both of us a are, message. Are you? A, are we? Are we asking for interns? I'm asking either <laughs> for an intern or somebody who uh, you know part time. We can figure something out. But if you have interest and want to you know dedicate some time to be able to grow that and uh, make Speed Street Pod on Twitter and Instagram, something yeah, bro, you got to post more worthwhile. <laughs> um, Please should, let me should know. Should it just turn into a fire meme account? <laughs> yeah, give me some fire memes, dude. Yeah. Come on, some we got to get in on it. Memes. So uh, let me know. But at Speed Street Pod, we are on Twitter. We are on Instagram there. Um, yeah, so let me know. Let me and Connor know. Reach out to us. You know, I'm pretty good at, at answering DMs and everything like that. But uh, not only follow us there, but you're going to be able to have uh, some more action to follow following the race on Sunday. Oh, yes, we did see this. Peacock came out and said, hey, we heard you. We, we know you weren't happy with the immediate cutoff right after Scotty <laughs> McLaughlin falls out of his car. Yeah. Uh, we're going to Peacock for, I think, an extra 30 minutes, maybe a little bit longer. 30 minutes, yeah. After the race to uh, break down what happened on the track. So I, I like this move a lot. I really respect it. Um, I think 
This is actually a fun fact that I discovered today. <laughs> I was sitting down with uh, with our PR lady at the team at Garvin Racing. I said, she said, there's no podium at Texas. So what are they going to do for the pre post race? And I said, what do you mean there's no podium at Texas? I was like, there's always a podium. In yeah, you get the cowboy hat. And, they do and, the and, and she's like, no, there's no podium at Indy. I'm like, yeah, you, yeah, but they give you like red hats to say second and third yeah, on them. Yeah. And I text Scott McLaughlin immediately. I said, hey, did they give you a trophy last year for finishing second at Texas? He's like, no. I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, We're taking away podium stinks from, from Texas. Because I know at Iowa they have podiums because uh -huh. I've seen it. Mm -hmm. And Gateway they have podiums because they roll that giant truck onto the track. So I think Texas, if you guys – we need to tell Texas Motor Speedway right now that I, I know winning there is cool. But let's give the podium some love. Like, this yeah. is open-wheel motor racing. We always have podiums, except for the Indy 500, of course, because the Indy 500, only the, winner, only the winner counts. But, yeah, we need a podium at Texas. I think that's the thing, because this post-race show, they were going to focus on maybe a little bit of podium celebration. Mm -hmm. Well, let's get ourselves a freaking podium and print out some trophies. I don't care if they're 3D-printed pieces of cardboard. I want something. Give me one of the big ones. On the I don't care. Yeah. Just like Happy Gilmore, dude. One of those big old checks. Sure. Big fake checks. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I think it's, I think this is good on, on a few levels. So one, uh, the fact that there is the want, the want enough to make a push for it that is heard enough on social media or wherever it is uh, to then say, hey, there's been enough feedback. There's been enough want that we are going to listen. Yeah. We're going to give it to you. So I think that's a really, you know, good tandem there. Like, can you imagine? Jimmy Johnson finishes third, his first IndyCar podium, and there's and there's no podium. No podium, no post-race show. <laughs> no trophy. Like, hey, get this guy out of here. I bet right then and there, I will hand-build a podium right then and there. Be yeah. like, hey, put Jimmy up here and give him something to hold. Get down on your hands yeah. and knees, let him stand on your back. Yeah, give him something to hold. Finishing the top three in IndyCar is great. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, we got to celebrate this. Yeah, so that's very exciting, though. So it'll be on Peacock, right? So yes. big NBC again. Big NBC, um, and again, be a friend, tell a friend. We got to watch this stuff. Yep, big NBC Sunday at noon, very easy to find, right? Uh, but then afterwards, are we you going flip up, over? And are we going up against college basketball this weekend? Yes. <laughs> I was going to say I, I do believe the brackets are out. I do think though that the Saturday Sunday maybe are they afternoon games, a little afternoon. So I think maybe like a two o'clock tip i don't think i think noon i think friday and or thursday and friday are the only noon heavy okay noon tips because they gotta get so many but i think by the time saturday sunday comes john do you know do you know uh, i have to figure out a bracket as well i know to trans we're transitioning sure. to other sports yeah. but i did not get to pay attention to much of real life at all this weekend because yeah. of the celebration mode that uh -huh. we were in uh -huh. um how do we feel about the ncaa tournament what are we looking I mean, at? Who's what, gonna go I, where? I've never even are the when Indiana I was a schools kid, going anywhere. Purdue, I think, should be it it would be a I mean, I it'd be a massive disappointment if they don't go far, but it would be I expect them to at least, at the very least, be in the sweet sixteen. All but right. then they play Kentucky in the sweet sixteen. Oof. Unless obviously Kentucky gets upset. But yeah, that's uh, a really tough I mean, Kentucky's really, really good. Yeah. But um, you know, IU we record has, on Tuesday. They play tonight in the in the in the play-in game. Yeah, IU's had a big um, run the last couple games. They ha they did in the Big Ten tournament. I was at uh, the big the game against Michigan in the Big Ten tournament where they outscored them like thirty one <laughs> to five in the last. I mean, wild, it was, it, dude! It was crazy. It was such a switch. Um, so I know Clayton Anderson was was happy about that. I saw he posted <laughs> that video watching after they lost on saturday to iowa oh yeah and they're playing his song which i thought was pretty funny because <laughs> i'm a purdue guy but that's the thing about yep. the bracket dude is like anybody who tries to tell you they you know oh trust me, oh they know or what nobody knows i love doing brackets though, i'm not gonna lie they're ever fun. since i was a kid i sure. love and to be fair i've bet on a lot of college basketball this year <laughs> i've been getting into it i've been trying to follow some teams there you go and who I would say I'm moderately successful. I tell you who I've always bet on, and they win. Marquette. Marquette guy. Did they make the tournament? They did. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be a Marquette yeah, guy like in the Sweet 16. Okay, they're like a yeah. nine seed. Sure. I'm, I'm a Marquette guy deep into the tournament. Yeah. That's who I ride with. Uh, well, and I think this year more than ever than I have is I've really just said, you know, caution to the wind. You know, obviously take the the no-brainers of the, 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 the higher seed, but – I think in one bracket that I filled out, I've gotten like a 
a five and a three seed in the final yeah. four and the, and you know maybe a one or two but like i'm just like hey who knows throw it out there because that's what's gonna win you the the, the know, pool you, the juice yeah. you gotta hit on those i know and i like i was watching espn yesterday at the airport and like one of the guys was like his final four was like three one seeds and a two seed and i was like what where's are you serious? That's like, March what, you go by the numbers? Like, uh, come on. Cool. Yeah, I was like, that's that never happens almost. Chalk like, brackets are boring. Yeah. Come on. I mean, I want to, I can't, like, who's going to be the the worst seed to go deep? Do you have a pick on that? No idea. I don't even know either. I'm riding the Hawkeyes hot, though. Okay, like, Fell is, in love is, with the Hawkeyes over the weekend. I mean, is, like, Oral Roberts in it or anything? Or do we ride, who was that old lady priest that we were riding Hold with? <laughs> Your, your St. Jude or Jean or whatever. Yeah, your, your knowledge of the Catholic faith and church and its inner workings just never ceases to amaze me, especially for a kid who went to a Christian high school. Yeah. I mean, the Christian Catholic, your cousins, like, come on, you got to know, know a little bit. Um, Sister Jean. Sister Jean. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. She's, Is she a Catholic lady? Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. The Loyola, Illinois. They're in it. They're in it. Yeah. They're Those, in it. See? Ride I'm with ride Sister with Jean, those guys. Okay, there you How go. could you not ride with Sister Jean? She's got God on her side. Exactly. No, she's older than her to turtles. She's definitely gonna get <laughs> bet on. <laughs> yeah, dude. So are you you're gonna fill one out though? Oh, tonight's the night. Is yeah, there like I'm an IndyCar get... pool where you no, guys all do no, it? No one's fun enough for that in IndyCar. Um, but I am definitely gonna get involved purely for the. I don't have a printer at my house, so I'm gonna have to do like a virtual one. Do I online. Think. I've got yeah. one for you that you can join. $25 entry fee. There's like over 30 people in it right Done. now. Pretty send good pay. Send it to me. I'll I mean, like 25 bucks. I'll, I'll ride with that. Yeah. And it's online. My, oh, perfect. Yeah. Don't got to print it out. I'm going to read some things. And by that, I mean, I'm going to go to Twitter. <laughs> read some articles. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to read some, Do uh, some research. NCAA.net. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Dot net. But I, I, <laughs> I love the I love the NCAA tournament, dude. It's so fun to watch. I'm a big emotional sports guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Love the emotional story. Like if I was watching Chase Briscoe live win that race, because I obviously had to tune in from my phone maybe a little bit later, I would have cried. Yeah, Marco Andretti's birthday party. They can't get a <laughs> screen with some motorsports on. What the hell? Not when Ludacris is doing a cheers that makes you want to cry <laughs> and have everyone around the room tell tell something they love about Marco Andretti. It was beautiful, <laughs> man. God, I wish. And I guess could've... who missed out on the night before? Guess guess who left early? Guess Rossi. Who, guess, yep. Oh yeah. Guess who went to dinner and then missed out on the wonderful, not even like, nightclubby type celebration? Mm-hmm. Alex Rossi. Well, I, it's funny. About I that, can't believe it. I mean, I, I, you can't believe it. Come on. I sent him a message. <sighs> this is sad. I sent him a message like so a week fun. and a half ago. We had a great time because I was like, me and the wife were still on the edge. I had a few things going on. And I was like, if this happens, we're going. All right, we're, we're we're booking, we're going. So I sent Rossi a message, and I was like, um, I was like, you and your lady going? Yes, confirmed. He's like, okay, cool. Would you guys like? Could we hang out if we, if, if me and my wife went? <laughs> yeah. You know, because I'm like couples trip. Well, hey, everyone was couples there, bro, except for me, except for you. All the oh, right, all the couples. I'm like, certainly don't know Mr. Jeezy or Mr. Chris. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, Marco's going to be the man of the hour, and I could be able to hang out with him. Hinch and, and Becky ain't going. Yeah, I know they, we'd they be able to hang out with again, you. Very upset. I don't know. I have yet to get an explanation on why Hinch was. Well, there. they're like world travelers. I mean, he's been in Singapore and Hinch Canada. Hinch was at the Oakmont getting Oakland. drunk on Sunday. That's I couldn't true. even believe it. I with saw Chingy. D- I s- <gasps> Did Chingy you see that? Yeah. What the hell, dude? I Hinch saw- is out doing shots with Chingy, who apparently doesn't drink. I saw Deepu uh, outside, of course, <laughs> and the, you know, on the streets of, of Indianapolis on Saturday night. In a Rick Mears jacket. Probably. <laughs> and he, he, was, he was like, hey, Sunday, come on. We're going to brunch. And, yep. and, and I was like. You know, I don't. I don't think I woke up till like noon. It was a long night, so I didn't make it. Anyways, not the point of the story. <laughs> point of the story is back messaging Rossi. Of course, he's like, "Well, yes, we will, but like, there's going to be a whole bunch of other people there that I'm like, okay, dude, you don't want to oh, hang out, fine, uh, like, okay." God, I was just like confirming that, like, hey, you know, like I, I'd have a buddy that I could kind of, you know, dude, you got me, and everyone's true. The best part about Marco's crew is that everyone is cool. That's true, and like great people. We had a wonderful time. Yeah, I tell you what, and the, <laughs> the Rossi thing, and then the whole hinge. <laughs> when I saw on Sunday, we're sitting at the pool, and I was like, oh, so Hinch decided to go to brunch with Chingy instead of come and hear inspirational messages from Ludacris. Mm-hmm. I see how it is. Yeah. It must be a Canadian thing. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, oh man, was them there? 
No. No. So not something them. must have been going on there. There must have been some prior travel plans or yeah. something. Because, yeah, because old buddy Tim couldn't be there either. No. That was mm, sad. Okay. I want to talk about another uh, one of our buddies, uh, Colton Herta. Mm. Big news for him last week. Yes. A lot of big explain, news about ex- our boy. Explain this with what, he, what he's got going now with Formula One. I really don't know what it means, honestly. <laughs> so he's, he's testing so, cars. He's kind of yeah. in. He's kind of not. So the, the whole Formula One test programs that they have is like, again, every year, Formula One teams build new cars, right, from the ground up. So everything that they used last year is in, it, essentially irrelevant. So they don't use the cars from last year. They don't do anything with cost them. efficient. It's just that's the way Formula One is. Yeah. They build new stuff all the time. But I guess obviously, you know, they can use them freely because there's no rules against using old cars, right? Yeah. Obviously, the new cars now are very, very different. So they're really not going to get much of a benefit from testing the old car, but they would probably use a lot of the same systems, the electronics, a lot of the same, uh, you know, whether it's DRS, whether it's the way the curse system works, all that stuff is usable and you can gain knowledge in your head should Colton then be given an opportunity in the real car. So I think it's very cool. Um, a very, a bit of a surprising announcement, I would say, because I, I just don't know what the route is still because, you know, not more than two or three weeks ago, we look at a McLaren article that says, yeah, we have no room for drivers for years. Like Lando Norris signed a multi-year extension. Daniel mm-hmm. Ricardo is there for years. So what are they going to do? So I, I, what I really think it is, is there's, there's, there's always, you know, chatter in the upper, you know, wizard seats of motor racing whether that's the mario andretti's the michael andretti's the zach browns you know what i mean the really cool you know gangsters of the sport right Wait, like the singer yeah he does both oh yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> he's zach brown band yeah <laughs> no you know who zach brown is come on now <laughs> what is you don't know who zach brown is yeah he's the he get low like my chicken fried <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, different guy. <laughs> Just well, wanted to clarify similar. for the listeners. Yeah. Want to clarify? For Very the- similar fella. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, those guys. I, I assume that Michael, because like Michael's close to Zach, and like I know Zach, the great, great people. And Zach is a, obviously he's passionate about having a, an American in Formula One. I think at some point he knows how good Colton is. So I would say that it's basically just a should Andretti get their team in 2024, or should an opportunity open up in 2023, which is doubtful, but Colton is going to be in the game. He's going to be testing. He's going to be with the team. He's going to be riding around. And I assume that that helps bring his stock up in the formula one community. Now, obviously Mm -hmm. we know everyone in formula one in Europe hates Americans, but I'll tell you what, we're going to force our way over there. (laughs) if We have to George Washington didn't cross that river with the boys for nothing. That's you know right. I mean? George Washington didn't cross that river so that Colton Herta couldn't ride Ex- no damn Formula One. Exactly. <laughs> George Washington crossed the river with the boys in that wooden ship uh-huh. so Colton could be an American Formula One driver. That's right. Do you know what river that was? Uh, the one on the east. Nice. Yes. <laughs> the, the Delaware, big obviously. Yeah. That's the Delaware. Right. There it, it is. is. Yeah. George and the boys crossing the Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> it's, true. it's just hey, that's essentially you know you get mario and michael and uh colton going over there i'm sure brian will be heard to go you know so it's a, did i such, did i happened. tell you about seeing brian and colton have dinner in st petersburg no this is one of the funniest moments that i might not have told was he just St. bitching Pete. at him no no, he no, couldn't no, get a no, coke? no it was uh it was colton's little brother younger brother colton and brian all have gamebridge hats on obviously mm-hmm. and uh there's a, an older lady that comes by and, and asks for a picture with Brian Herta and not anyone else. <laughs> just just stiff just, Colton. Just Brian, yeah. Colton's sitting right across from his dad. Gotta love it. And it's a Brian Herta only photo. And I kid you not, I'm sitting right across from him with my whole family. And Brian looks at me and I'm like, Brian, I'm not gonna lie, that's one of the best things I've ever seen. Did Colton <laughs> like, have I, to take it? The Colton he no, was a photo no, taker. No, no, it was a, it was a selfie. You know, oh. the lady took the selfie. But I looked over there. And I just like, I'm so happy that I got to enjoy this moment with my family. <laughs> that would have been brilliant. If Father Herta still got it. Oh, yeah. Father Herta still got it. If she would have done that, can we get a picture? Oh, can you take it? I hands it to Colton. Oh, that would have been that phenomenal. Been and Colton's little brother was laughing, too. I could see it in his face. I was like, oh, pff, you saw what I saw. Yeah, dude. Big, big, big Colton, big Formula One guy gets stiffed by but first, there, first pops. But there is, speaking of all the Formula One news, though, as well, we got Kevin Magnuson who's back. 
And Marcus Erickson's they had some uh, words. you know tweets. Mm-hmm. I really want to get into this because this made my blood boil. Honestly, I, I think Let's talk about it. We we look at Kevin Magnuson, which I I I was very surprised that he got the Haas seat. And I and I, I why? Well, because he obviously left and he was setting off on a new journey to America. Right, been testing IndyCar, racing IndyCar, been driving sports cars with Ganassi. Um, and they have a reserve driver in Pietro Fittipaldi, who is a good young talent who has been grinding it out with the team. He's been there as the reserve driver. He filled in for Grosjean when he exploded. I mean, the guy's done the work. He's put in the time. Mm-hmm. How are we not giving this guy a shot? Oh. I just, I, I, it just makes me – it makes my blood boil because you you essentially – as when I was a former young driver, like you wanted to get that reserve spot and like do a lot of testing and maybe, you know, fill in so you could be a race car driver eventually. So essentially that just means that that reserve driver is not what it is. It's It's just a guy. Like you're now just a person that if somehow our normal two drivers that we actually like explode in a wall of fire – well, we have to use you. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I don't like that. And I mean, you know what? It is what it is. Like, I, Kevin's cool. Like, I, I, I didn't know Kevin really until he, like, met him when we, I think we, I started next to him at Road America last year. But, like, I talked to the guy, cool guy, obviously. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just an interesting move. Mm. And then he goes fastest on the day, the first day in the car for fastest in the F1 test. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the world's almost breaking down. It's like, oh, my gosh, Haas, F1, fastest, oh, my gosh. Which, again, F1 testing is so much more diluted than the actual, like any of the IndyCar testing that we do. I always tell people never look at test times, and it's the same with IndyCar, and it's way more so with Formula 1 because those guys have a ton of stuff going on that they have. I mean, they're just collecting stuff, collecting data, getting, you know, never showing their hands. They're real poker players over there, mm-hmm. real poker players. And... Marcus Erickson comes up with this great tweet, and I don't know if anyone saw it. I'm sure you did because oh, they saw it's it. the it's it's almost like he might as well have tweeted something about the vaccine. <laughs> like it was, it was, I mean, it was so controversial that people were like a little divisive. Whoa. Yeah, it's it starts because once you get divisive. the F1 fan base and the IndyCar fan base, once you get those two fan bases going at each other, it's never good. And the the problem is, is I text Marcus as soon as he tweeted, I was like. People aren't going to get how sarcastic you are. And he literally hashtagged, like, don't overthink or, like, if you understand, you understand. Because, like, he tweeted that Kevin Magnuson was the slowest person at the Sebring test. Like, he actually was. Like, Kevin Magnuson tested IndyCar not just, just like, a, fact. a few weeks ago. A fact. He was the slowest. Yeah. And then he's the fastest in the F1 test. He's like, oh, so it must mean that, uh, you right. know, uh, IndyCar drivers are way better than – and. Like, he obviously knows, and everyone with a regular mind knows that he is just being sarcastic. And, like, it's just a funny thing. And Just Twitter, man. But the problem is, is when Motorsport.com, like, reposted it, they basically were like, oh, can you believe what Marcus said? Like, is he, like, you know, is... (laughs) Is he being serious? And it was like, no, Motorsport, he's not. Hey, guys, slow news day, huh? And then poor Jensen Button came off the top rope and basically executed Marcus Erickson at the stake. Like he lit him on fire. Like they like the witch trials back in the day. Like this guy eliminated Marcus Erickson. And I was like, I mean, Jensen, like it was the most British tweet I think I've ever seen in my life. Like Mm. no one can read sarcasm. There's a little bit of a joke against formula one here. And so we're going to absolutely crucify poor Marcus Erickson who did not deserve to be crucified. It was absurd. I, I even said to Jazz, I responded to JB. I said, man, didn't have to come after our guy like that. Yeah. And man. I wanted to say something even more aggressive, but Marcus then responded like, all right, I guess you don't get it. <laughs> well, he was not being serious, people. Marcus is not saying the Formula One drivers are IndyCar drivers. You can't compare this stuff. Like, it's just I not think, possible. I think there was even, I mean, a few wink emojis in oh, there. Oh, a big I wink mean, emoji. Yeah. No, it's just. But, but again, you can't, There, there is, I mean, there is no such thing as satire jokes on Twitter hardly because everybody just takes everything so personally. The best part was, though, it it wasn't until the media started escalating it that people started to be 
idiots. Sure. Like, cause I, I saw the, all the initial responses. Like even, I even responded like, Oh, I can't wait to see all the replies and people got it. Like IndyCar yeah. fans get it. Like yeah. we, we respect formula one. And I, I don't think they understand respect of different fan bases. You know what I mean? Sure. They formula one, like is the alpha hierarchy. We get it. Like it's the best. I and know. like, I you agree. Like series, it's, you know, it's yeah, we got Netflix shows and boats, but like, I don't think they ever want to acknowledge that there's other motorsport. And it's like, guys, there kind of is. And like, we're, we all like racing. So like, we can all like other things. Yeah. See, you know so, what F1 is? F1 is like, I want to put my cow herd hat on. Oh, here. here we go. F1 is like, you know, the, the, the hot, really muscular six, four quarterback oh. on the varsity team, you know, who just yes. like Letterman who has it all going for him, you know, just thinks that the world absolutely revolves around him. And then IndyCar and the other forms of motor racing, you know, they're, 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 they're the little sidekicks, you know, yeah. they're the little Red shirt uh, Tom Brady. Sure. They're that, <laughs> or they're like, you know, the slot receiver yeah. still good. Still parties. People still know who yeah. they are. <laughs> but like if, if anybody, you know, wants to party more with it, with those slot receiver, then all of a sudden the quarterback's like, what? Puffing his chest out, right? Where yeah. the slot receiver's like, hey, man, I'm just over here having a good time. Yeah. Like, no big deal. I'm just deal. Wes Welker. Right. <laughs> I'm just Wes Welker. Like, you got Giselle. It's all good, dude. Yeah. You know? Which, by the way, holy shit, Tom Brady. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Tom. This guy. Everyone's excited about that. This freaking guy. I mean, everybody wants to, like, I, and I love, Tom, I, I respect the hell out of Tom Brady and everything he's done, but I mean, the drama with this guy, good Lord, he can we it, just thrive on it? Figure it out. I thought it was a joke, honestly, at first, but I was in no shape this weekend to accept anything yeah, as reality. But it was, yeah, I mean, after, I, I, oh, I'm still going on that Marcus Erickson tweet, I said, people. But you know what? Yeah. Guess guess what got a lot of retweets? That tweet. There you go. Same with Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was definitely. literally listening to like uh, some like an older episode of like uh, Pardon My Take this morning or whatever, and it was like they were talking to Adam Schefter. They're like, well, "Is Tom Brady going to come back?" He's like, "Ah, I just I don't think so." Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure enough, like a week later, he's back. Guy it's spent crazy. forty days off, and yeah. he's like, you know, forty days later after the giant announcement and retirement post and all yeah. that, doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> So we're seeing, we're seeing, we're seeing Brett Favre 2.0, man. We're Oof. seeing it. You know, I think Tom's going to look better than that though. Yeah. But I mean, Tom's not going to go to the lions. That's <laughs> yeah, true. But still, it's just, you, know, you Did had Brett Favre the finish at the lions. Did he finish at the lions? No, I finished with the Vikings. Yes. <laughs> Someone went to the, Jim Harbaugh went to the lions. I can't I mean, because I have a lions almost signed by Jim Harbaugh. Favre was Packers obviously. And then the jets. Did he go and then Vikings. that didn't work out, and then he went to the Vikings. And Someone then, can fact check us on that. There's a bunch of yeah, they had a lot of a lot of stuff in between. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're racing this weekend again. Very excited. Do you want to uh, you want to wrap things up here? Yeah. With, well, uh, I mean, also we uh, we have a Formula One race this weekend too. Formula One is, I believe, starting now because we have Drive to Survive. I don't know if you've watched any of the Drive to Survive. I haven't, man. I'm still, you know what? I'm, I'm two I'm, episodes I'm, in. You got to watch it. it I'm it waiting is, for the Colton. I'm waiting for the Colton call, and then I'll be fully in. Yeah, I I'll mean, it's a, it's a good show. I, I I do understand the problems that people have with it, but you also got to like, like I like motor racing, and I like watching stuff about motorsport. And it look, it makes motorsport look pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. It does, but I just. You know, for me, like, how how do you how what's the easiest path for people to get into something? Have some sort of connection, relation, uh, personal tie that you feel. I have none of that with F one. I have yeah. a lot of it with IndyCar. We'll I'm to, starting we'll, to get more of it with NASCAR, we'll and it's easy to get, to get into. You, I, I, we'll have to introduce you to some guys. We'll see. Like, I I want to have like Lando Norris on this podcast. I think it'd, it'd be, be great. Funny, he's a guy. Like, we know him. Good fella. Um. <laughs> And I would, I just, I think it would be great to have someone who I, who I know that we could maybe get out of his shell a little bit and, and have a chat. So by the end of this year, we're going to have a Formula One driver on this podcast. In this, yeah, for sure. It might be a six minute FaceTime where like, I'm just literally calling him in and I'm holding up to the mic. Nah, we'll figure but, something out. We'll figure something out better yeah. than that. You want to drop us with a, with a driver here? Oh yeah. I think I got to, we're going to go, <laughs> we're going to take a. We're going to pull from a, a, a way more recent Indy 500. Okay. But I think someone who deserves some respect, a, a, a person that I know 
and that I think Can't wait. was a great driver and also had some of the coolest hair in motorsport. We're going to go with the 2009 Indy 500. 2009 mm-hmm. Indy 500, Nelson Philippe. Nelson I've Philippe. Heard of, I've heard of Nelson. Does not get enough respect out in the streets. Uh, I Nelson was driving the double zero car. Now, again, I don't remember how many double zeros there have been in IndyCar. I, I, it's a very rare number, but he was driving the double zero car. And it was a great looking car as well. Uh, cause I, I remember this as I was an aspiring motor racer at the time I was mm-hmm. in the, uh, youthful series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nelson Philippe, uh, crashed, but he is I, I, still to this day, I wish I could hang out with Nelson Philippe more, but he deserves some respect. A lot of our fans, we try to bring in some drivers that aren't, again, aren't probably talked about as much, uh, now. And I think Nelson is one of those guys that uh, raced a lot of the Champ Car stuff before Champ Car went defunct and uh, and then became IndyCar again. And uh, obviously there were a lot of guys in this race that, again, are still racing now. <laughs> but, yeah, great field again. Including the winner of Another that race that Elio Castroneves won. What a surprise. Uh-huh. Danica Patrick finished P3 in that race. Townsend Bell, our good friend, finished P4. So it was, uh, it, it, you know, that was a good, uh, I had to, had to call in old Nelson Philippe for that one. Philippe. Philippe Navidad. Mm-hmm. That's good. I love it. Recent, we've been we've we've done a lot of real throwback real old throwbacks. Time. Yeah, the, 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 this I wanted is to good. get some more. We can recent get some more recent. Yeah. yeah, because I I, I like that. Because then you know, there's I, a couple names you might not expect for like a good a good throwback. That context of I mean I remember where I was for the 2009 Indy 500. I know yeah. exactly. You know I know the winner. So that though those those are good as well. That that's awesome. All right, yeah. so I'm gonna send you the link for that bracket challenge that you can get into. So you can have that. Thank you. Um, are you leaving for Texas Friday? So yes, I will be departing on the, uh, on the Friday. Yeah. Okay. I'm very, very excited. It's going to be a good time. Uh, so you have time Ed, to celebrate again, old St. Patrick's day here in Indy. Oh, St. Patty's day. Thursday. No, I'm going to have to be, <laughs> you have to pass I'm going to have to respect the body on Thursday. There you Actually, go. Yeah. This whole week we're respecting ourselves. Good. Uh, it's going to be a busy week, but very, very good. And again, have a look out for Ed's car. It's probably going to be hopefully announced this week. It's going to look cool. Um, and yeah, be sure to tune in, guys. This weekend is going to be a heater of a race. I mean, it's early. Like you could almost do this race before brunch. Well, it's like 1145 Central Time. So it's a great brunch event. Mm-hmm. So get out to your local brunch spot. Have them flip on the television. Get yourself some IndyCar Motorsport. Um, because I I think it's going to be good. I think uh, I'm going to predict that we're qualifying top ten and running top ten all day. Let's go <laughs> prediction. That's what's going to happen. Let's do it. I love it. And well, you know who else is going to be really good and who might win? I might might win two races right out the gate. Scott McLaughlin. Yeah. Wow, so Scott McLaughlin was real good in the test. Year of the mean, rooster. Scott was good looking for him, man. Powerful. So he Scott McLaughlin is going to be my favorite to win this weekend. Wow. Okay. So you heard it for you IndyCar betters out there, myself included. Mm. Not Connor, but he's nope. giving a little behind the scenes inside. I don't know if this is insider trading. Can we get in trouble? I don't no, know. Who gives a shit? Because I don't bet on anything. Yeah, right. But but Connor I himself going to be good. qualifying yeah. top ten, running top ten. We're gonna have to do a little 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 daily dive. Also, daily again, one of the most exciting one of the most exciting things of the weekend. How's Jimbo Johnson gonna do? Jimbo Johnson, <laughs> get him out. I there. mean, I can't wait to see old Jimbo out there running lane three, turn one. Yeah. Like, Whoa, forgot I shouldn't be up here. Yeah, it'll just be like slipping on a glove, riding a bike for old Jimbo, and just like, hey, we're going fast and turn left in a round shape again. This is great. <laughs> this is lovely. We're big trioval guys. Yeah, trioval. <laughs> get whatever. us into trioval. Yeah, flat. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, again, follow us at Speed Street Pod, both Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Speed Street with Connor Daly and Joey Molinero. Please be sure to leave a rating, review. We love reading those. We love popping up more in the motorsports section. we got big things coming, like I always say. Trying to build more of a street, more of a neighborhood here. So, uh, for Connor, for me, for producer John, uh, good luck to CD this weekend, and we'll talk to you next week on Speed Street.